0: So welcome back to Information Operation. We have with us today former State rep Anthony Sabatini, who's now running for Florida 11. Thanks for coming on the show, man.
1: Great to be back on.
0: So uh, you just got out of Turning Point. I was reading your Twitter, lots of stuff going on there. First, tell us about your district. What, what's, what's Florida 11, and why do you want to run for it?
1: It's uh West central Florida. It's all the areas West of Orlando, the suburbs of Orlando. So it's got strong conservative areas like the villages. And then it's got uh, woke areas like Disney world, which is in the district. <laughs> so uh, it's an interesting district. I've lived here my whole life. I've lived here 32 years in the district and uh, just have always loved this place. I grew up here and went college here in Florida, stayed here. And, um, it's just a, you know, a place that needs a really strong, conservative America first voice. And it just doesn't have that. It has a, a horrible rhino that votes with Joe Biden half the time and votes with Mitch McConnell the other half of the time. It just simply doesn't reflect the uh, pro-America views and the um, sort of temperament that is needed by, from congressmen now. We need congressmen who are really going to fight as hard or as hard as the left. And we just don't have that. We still have these soft rhinos. Who literally continue to talk defense and, you know, you know, essentially always just reacting to whatever the left does. You know, they let the left run their playbook and they're trying to always catch up and, and uh, and 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 play defense. And it's just that is a losing strategy. It's why we've lost the country as much as we have. And the only way we're going to get it back is if we have people who are as tough or tougher than the left.
0: I completely agree. You know, there's a lot of shenanigans going on in Central Florida with the elections and other things. Do you think it's Just that they're on defense or they actually are controlled opposition and just playing out the clock kind of strategy with some of these. guys. I think,
1: that. well, it's it's a you can't really group them all in one exact way. Yeah. Uh, But the career politicians like a Webster, he's not part of a deep state plot. He's just simply an old retiree who makes one hundred seventy five thousand sitting on his ass doing nothing. And he wants to keep the Republican establishment happy, so he just rolls with it, right? That's who That's he assuming. is in the lineup, right? Yeah, yeah. Now his elders, the people who actually have the real power, your McCarthy types, the people that actually pull the fulcrums of power in DC, yeah, they they definitely are far more sympathetic to um, traditional anti-American forces in this country, whether it be the left, the deep state, etc. And they're the ones who are far more compromised. These guys are just sort of like the puppets who are controlled your average congressman is just a guy an old guy who loves having a little lapel pin he feels really important in power he's not there to rock the boat he does what he's told and that's about it he doesn't have sort of a vision or he's not really fighting he's just a puppet the guys with the real power the mcconnell mccarthy types they are you know they don't really have much of a political ideology other than just the experience and you know having the um you know, uh, experience and control of real power. And they don't, they don't really have a liberal or conservative viewpoint. It's just about power and control and money.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I saw some of your tweets from the uh, turning point, uh, extravaganza this weekend. And I noticed you signed a, a no big tech pack money pledge. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So bull moose project, very strong conservative group of paleo conservative young, young guys who, know what's wrong with the Republican Party and how to fix it. Uh, they have mm. a 501c4. It's called Bull Moose Project. I encourage everyone to run the check them out if you, if you haven't. And uh, they've always supported me. They've always endorsed me. And uh, they had a booth. And at the booth, they had this pledge saying, uh, you know, I pledge never to take big tech money. Of course, that's been my position for years. Yeah. Uh, but they just codified it into a formal pledge, which is kind of cool. So I signed that. Uh, obviously, my rhino opponent refuses to sign that. He does take money, shockingly, from <laughs> big tech companies and conglomerates who own the big tech companies and companies that they're affiliated with. Uh, And he's got no shame in that. And He needs the money. I mean, 70% of his money. He's the average sort of congressman. Seventy. Look at his donation report. 70% of the money will come from lobbyists and about 30% of the money will come from actual people, like an individual donor. Uh, You know, obviously, and I'm the opposite of that. I'm 100% individual donors. I've never taken money from a lobbyist in either of my campaigns, so...
0: So, um, obviously, this whole transgender LGBTQ thing is kind of on fire, out of control, being pushed by some pretty dark forces. You came out against that pretty strongly, um, and you got attacked pretty hard from the left, obviously, because they don't like that. So, tell us about that. I think your words were you need to crush Pride on the Pride Month, or tell us in your words what you said. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, so it's—I mean—it's just—it's funny how they try to present as a controversy. It's yeah. extremely common sense. You can't go yeah. to any Republican room, you know, room of Republicans today without saying the exact same thing, getting applauded. I mean, people just—they're yeah. so done with the defensive mindset in the Republican Party. You know, yeah, and they're yeah. just ready. They're ready to do what the left has done, which is go after institutions and destabilize left, cut off their funding sources. So you know, of course, I said. It's time to extinguish the left. Examples of this, for example, is privatizing the school system. You know, yeah. you saw in the years past Republicans say, oh, we're going to pass a, bi- a parent's bill of rights in the school system. So, you know, the left can only do this and the parents can fight back. That's defense. OK, offense is we're shutting down the traditional radical left government run monopoly school system. We're putting the money in the, the pockets of the parents and they get to choose whatever Christian conservative education they want to do. Right. That's like actual offense looks like. And I use that as an example. Another one is like, Oh, well, you know, we need to have hearings on the DOJ. You know, looking at a federal level, we need to have hearings on the DOJ and the FBI and look at what they're doing and ask them tough questions, like the joke, joke of a conference we saw last week where they're asking Christopher Ray questions and he's just laughing in their faces.
0: Completely laughing in their faces
1: because he's like, You I know you're gonna hire our budget, you're gonna do everything we say. You're only saying you're trying to act tough on Fox News so you can fundraise next week on your email program, and that's it. He's laughing in their faces. So What's the correct answer on that? You start with slashing their budget, right? Taking away their power, actually cutting them down, extinguishing their power and their identity. And then you have the hearings afterwards, right? Like that's what offense looks like. I mean, just cutting down their power. We're passing statutes saying, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. You can go after violent crime. You can go after somebody who stole a car, but no, you're not going after, you know, protesters, any political event, et cetera, et cetera. So so that's what it it means. And uh, I guess the left just doesn't, They're not used to candidates and there's a lot of younger candidates like me who talk more openly like this, but they're Mm -hmm. not used to candidates really just broadcasting very openly what it is the Republican Party, what the new right needs to do going forward. It's always like veiled where they just don't talk explicitly about it, but that's really what it is. We have to destroy them. And it's like, once again, it's not an original idea. Yeah. Yeah they That's what they do. They want to destroy us. They destroyed us. I mean, they really did destroy the conservative movement in this country. We're rebuilding. Sure. It. We're getting our footing again. We're getting back to where we need to be. But they destroyed it, right? They took over the education. System. They took over the military. They took over the election system. They took over state local governments. They took over state agencies. They took over the churches. I mean, go to the mainline yeah. the Protestant churches. They're, they took over all and they really, and then quite literally, they destroyed. The conservatives within those organizations, they cancel them or they remove them. They destabilize them. They're crushing the middle class. They're growing the indentured sort of servant, servant, impoverished class and the power of the liberal elites who run the country and the world. And they're open about it. And so I'm just like, my philosophy is, okay. we're going to do what they did. We need to do that. We need to destroy them. You know, we need to beat them off and get our institutions back and crush them. And we just we're still playing way too nice with the left here in the state of Florida at the state level and also the the federal
0: level. Well, let's talk about that for a second. So, you know, there's a and most people don't know that the the narrative is that Florida is free. It's the gold standard for elections. But there is a large group of individuals really working to fix the elections and to get rid of some of this uh, nefarious behavior at the state level. Do you see that? I mean, are you seeing that bubbling up in your district? I mean, are people talking about it?
1: People talk about it, but I'll be honest with you. I think the biggest problem we have are the states that don't have any kind of election security. Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania states would need to win the presidency. I've no doubt there's election fraud in Florida. I've no doubt that it, 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 it is extensive. But the truth of the matter is we don't know enough about it because nobody studies it because the state legislature just ignores any bills. So I did a bill, for example, to do an audit in the 2020 election, which would reveal a lot if we had done it. And they just they killed the bill. Republicans sure. killed the bill. Yeah. Killed the bill. The Speaker of the House killed the bill. So I file the bill. Uh, who could be against an audit? Because an audit reveals knowledge and information, and then you can do stuff with that information.
0: They just didn't want
1: to do that. So I agree with you. But the truth is, the first step we just need to start doing more audits, and there needs to be more transparency. And there's no there is no transparency to begin with. You know the reforms should follow the transparency, but they won't do it. But I what I think is. The biggest issues are the other states, because then you don't, you don't have voter ID. We at least have voter ID, you know, to some extent. They don't do anything. Uh, you know, the universal mail balloting. So that's the biggest problem. But, yeah, it definitely exists here, too.
0: So let's talk about DeSantis. I mean, the campaign is literally imploding. I mean, I've seen uh, the, the Twitterverse is uh, on fire with, you know, the lower loomers against the Matt Termons, who are, are really you know, slinging arrows at each other. What, what do you say about what I know you're a Trump guy, right? I mean, what, what are your what are your thoughts on DeSantis? What do you want to talk about?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, to keep it very simple, I mean, basically, Trump is the leader of our party and DeSantis just decided one day he's going to run against the leader of our party. Yeah. I mean, that's just I mean, you could we could talk about it for hours. But really, if you just look at it very plainly, very simply, that's the fundamental thing. We trust Trump. Right. He's not been perfect. He's done great things. He's made mistakes, too. Overall, that we trust him. We trust his values, his vision. He's the leader of our party. And then DeSantis, who was made by him, just wakes up one day and he's like, I'm going to run against him. And I'm going to beat him. And, you know, essentially remove from position of the leader of the party. And so people are just like, no, like we haven't mm-hmm. given up on Trump. We love Trump. Yeah. Why, why would we do that? And so, so, of course, the polls have soured on DeSantis. He was so egotistical. He, he thought that his high approval ratings would maintain – after he made the decision to destroy Donald Trump or try to try to attack Donald Trump in her head,
0: yeah.
1: and of course they haven't, and so that's really the end of the story. I mean, there's a million other little reasons and factors and things you could talk about, but it's like you're trying to take out the leader of the Republican Party. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat or Republican; no one's going to like you doing that. And so uh, that's basically it. That's why he's sinking in the polls. There are policy decisions too that play the smaller role, but the bigger, the biggest thing is he's trying to literally run. And destroy the leader of the party and the guy who's led our party for seven years and done a very good job. Trump's done a great job. You know, there's sixty-seven people who are the chairman of their county party. I'm the chairman of the Lake County Party here in Central Florida. Only two of us have endorsed Donald Trump. There's two in the whole state of Florida that have endorsed Donald Trump over on DeSantis, me and Mike Thompson from Lee County. And everybody else is either neutral or has endorsed DeSantis. And it's crazy because um you know, the people are obviously with Trump. Trump's far more popular with the voters than DeSantis, but in terms of the political establishment and the insiders, they're all mostly pro-DeSantis or somebody else, and so, yeah, we're totally in a minority here in the state party. I was actually, the me and him were the first people in the state, in the state party to endorse Trump, and, uh, you know, I'm still proud to obviously stand by that endorsement, but, uh, I don't think it was necessary or that important considering the fact that I never thought DeSantis had a real chance of beating Trump. It's
0: just been kind of a joke of the campaign. Yeah, for sure. So what are your main issues that you want people to know about that you're, you know, your top two or three that you're going to focus on if you get in office? Well, the
1: issue set hasn't really changed that much. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we got to build a wall. We got to deport illegal immigrants. We need an immigration mm-hmm. reform. We got to have borders. We got to have a national identity, which means taking care of our citizens and Making our citizens proud to be Americans and stop this flood, this flood of globalization of our country. That's number one. Mm-hmm. You know, election integrity, getting systems of government that we trust and know, transparency in government, that's a top one. Uh, additionally, you know, trade, we're losing our jobs, we're losing the middle class, we're losing manufacturing. That's an issue. You know, the things that Donald Trump ran out in twenty sixteen is still the MAGA agenda. Trade, stop the endless wars, build the wall, national sovereignty, citizenship, revival of citizenship. Those are the key issues. That's what I believe in. The Second Amendment, the Constitution, that's the way it's the best thing to do, you know, best document the defend of freedom and liberty in this country. And that's what it's all about. But I'd say the newest issue uh, on that list is this weaponization of government, something that years ago we never thought would happen, which is that, you know, we knew that institutions were being targeted and taken over, but we didn't realize they'd be used in such a warlike manner against us. And of course, that's happened. The left has taken over the DOJ and these other institutions and turned them into quite literally weapons to physically harm us and destroy us. I mean, go ask the people who are still on home arrest or in prison from the January 6th protest uh, mm-hmm. whose lives and families lives have been destroyed. So we've got to end that and uh, we got to take these institutions back and make them ideally neutral institutions or at least use them against the left to beat off the left and the disturbing people in this country who identify with the left. Uh, yeah
0: yeah so yeah. i'm i'm pretty optimistic i'd like to hear your thoughts but on on the way forward but it, it seems like they just made an all-out bet like look we can't win the election so we're just going to go all out for a marxist you know tyrannical state i mean but are you optimistic i see a lot of a groundswell of, of change but what, what do you see mm-hmm.
1: yeah no i think well obviously florida's gone so red it's not even funny in fact i think mm-hmm. we We've taken in too many Republicans from other states. It's time to start sending them to places like Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Yeah. So we've got yeah. those states to play. There's no doubt in Florida, in my mind, we're, we've become very strong red, and the trend, uh, fortunately, is going to continue. And we're going to get even more conservative, probably one of the more conservative states in the country, in terms of our voter voter makeup and outlook. Uh, pretty soon here, the real question is what happens at the national level. And uh, I'm really hoping that what you're saying is true—that independents and moderates who have been lulled into sleep. I mean, yeah, some people are woken up to what's going on. There's others who have been just sort of lulled into sleep on what's going on over the last four years. Like, yeah, they don't yeah. really like Biden. They do think he's incompetent, but they just don't feel like uh, you know, there hasn't been a, a real crash in the economy. There's been, you know, rapidly going up inflation, uh, but you know, coming off the turmoil of COVID, they almost feel like there's and I, I hate to say this, I'm just playing devil's advocate here. They're with some independence, sort of this. This feeling of like, oh, okay, things are kind of getting back to normal, you know, since COVID and things have sort of stabilized. You know, the George Floyd riots aren't happening anymore. They, this is the feeling really that I see from some independents. That's a problem for us because they have to understand that we're on a sinking ship and things are really bad and getting worse every day. It's like a boiling frog type effect. But uh, we got to wake people up. You know, they need to understand that there are some really serious and systemic crises in this country. And I'm hoping that. you know the the, the independents and sort of moderate voters are woken up by the destruction of this country. That's that's the problem we have to to face is that we came out of this this turmoil that the left created, COVID, George Floyd, all this craziness. The woke isn't that you know hit really hard, and we sort of returned to normalcy. And is that buoyant that feeling of buoyant normalcy going to help Biden's reelection? I think almost I hate to say it, but I almost think it does in a certain extent. Like people are like, well, not things aren't great, but they're really not that bad. You know, maybe I'll just continue to vote, you know, for Biden. I just hate to say that, but, uh, you know. I, well,
0: I you think know. they're intentionally trying to delay, you know, with printing money or whatever to try to. That's exactly right. Yeah, they're trying the to crisis until, the crisis. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, how can people help your campaign? Anthony? What's the best way?
1: Sab- Sabatiniforcongress.com uh, is the website. You could always call mm-hmm. me, 352-455-2928. We'd love uh, for you to support. Uh, either as a volunteer or donor, every dollar counts. Uh, in this campaign. Don't be fooled. This is one of the most important campaigns in the country because it's the way forward in this country is not just picking up seats from Democrats, but flipping seats from Rhinos, getting rid of the weak Republicans, replacing them with real conservatives. So you have an actual army that you can go to war with in D.C. versus these guys who barely show up half the time and when they do. They're voting with Biden uh, most of the time. We don't have guys, uh, the guys that we need. You know, we have maybe 20 good congressmen on a good day in DC, out of our right, 140, right. and we got to get the number up. And so, Definitely. I would say, yeah, that's the key uh, to successes. Flip seats, get real conservatives, MAGA conservatives in there who are going to reform things, and and that's the key. So these primaries are what really matters the most.
0: Anthony, thanks for coming on. We'll have you back as the campaign progresses. Really appreciate
1: it. Thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. Take right. care. Take care. Bye.